You know how Vicarious Visions is the studio that remade Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2? Yeah. Yeah. So, of course they were acquired by Activision Blizzard, like, last year, which, you know, I, I expected and waited for the worst. And so they started divvying up, to my knowledge, they started divvying up, divvying up all those developers, putting them into separate areas, which you can imagine what those areas were. Um, and they also, it just came out in a story this week that they scrapped the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and 4 remake that was supposed to, that they were, that they had been working on after 1 and 2 had come out. Well, of course they did. Yeah. And they had those fucking people, which... I'm just going to say I didn't read too far into it, but I'm pretty sure they just threw them on Call of Duty and Diablo projects. Yeah. I mean, obviously, which so, makes you wonder, like, why why even acquire the business, right? Like, that doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, and to crush everyone's dreams? Cause that's yeah, and then <laughs> split up those teams. Because you know what we need? We need to rush out another fucking Call of Duty game, right? We yeah. don't need to recapture the magic that is Tony Hawk Pro Skater. No. Well, you know, they could always redo Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. and They are. I know. <laughs> they, they just fucking announced that. Know. You know, because um, according to their words from that showcase, back in 20. 19 modern warfare released and changed the world I'm like you you released a decent reboot of a game that didn't require a reboot but okay sure yeah instead we don't get that amazing remake does not get a sequel remake i don't know how much i played three and four you know i'm glad that they redid one and two because i mean that just seems like a perfect game to like redo I have consistently played that since release. Like I beat it. Um, I mean, you could beat that game in, you know, less than an hour. Um, but I mean, like I beat it over and over and over again. Um, you know, was like chasing all of the challenge rewards and all that stuff, unlocking everything with all the different skaters, creating custom skaters. That remake is incredible. And yeah, like in three and four, I played more of, three on ps2 four i think is everybody's kind of low point like that's where it started to like four was good but it wasn't one Hard three, to get three. monotonous right yeah yeah and then they came out with five and five was terrible like yeah it started to go downhill good segue into what i think is going to be most of our topic today um is remakes so welcome to the nerding grounds podcast uh welcome back if you were listening before we appreciate you uh, this is a weekly show where we discuss new and old video games, and we rank the best 1990s snack foods that have been discontinued by the FDA. I'm your host, Quinn Armstrong, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Tolsdorf. Wait, what was that last part? Don't worry about it. I thought today would be an awesome day for us to talk about some remakes with the recent announcement. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, all that stuff. Um, you know, there's been a lot of remake chat and that being said, did you check out the Final Fantasy seven anniversary event? Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't watch the whole event, but I'm pretty sure I seen everything from that. I watched the trailers Ryan? mostly. And, yeah, yeah, and I, read I up. Know. Yeah, 
a lot of it was just kind of well there was a few things i tuned into that didn't even have subtitles and it was all in japanese so i was like okay i guess i'm just gonna go look for some highlights um right but essentially what you could gather from that big old announcement was that there are quite a few final fantasy 7 things coming um obviously the sequel to final fantasy 7 remake rebirth which is going to be out um next winter final fantasy 7 ever crisis and crisis core final fantasy 7 remake right which is the remaster of crisis core from the psp so i'm gonna kick it off to you what did you think about the rebirth trailer the part two I I don't know what's going on. I, I'm not so certain I knew what was like I know what was going on uh for Final Fantasy Seven remake. But yeah, I I I I don't I don't know what they're doing. I'm excited, I'll tell you that much. But it's it's going even more off the rails, I think. Looks yeah, amazing I mean, though, right? It does, and I liked I liked it's it's been it's not been that long since I played the original again. I was happy to see the flavor from that whole Sephiroth Cloud journey come through, and you know, returning to Cloud's village, quote unquote, uh, right. and all that stuff. It was kind of funny because while I was watching that, I was thinking about what we talked about last episode and how we were just trying to fathom how they were going to reach the open world, so to speak. Yeah. Um, did you get that from this, or do you feel like it, it's kind of a toss-up as whether I, it opens up? Yeah, they, they really showed nothing, right? Like, they show, okay, when, like, Cloud's walking with, uh, you know, the Sephiroth, and, it, I mean, that seems clearly like he's walking along a path, and then he comes up to the mountain, and there's that big, like, uh, I don't know, chasm sort of thing. A rickety bridge over yeah yeah i was actually really trying to think like what what area is that supposed to be that's through the town like when you go back to when you visit clouds town, oh yeah okay yeah when you go up past In the a, mansion yeah, when you go, yeah okay yeah. that's like um, directly what follows the whole midgar section as they go back to that town and then you start going back and seeing Cloud and Sephiroth's events, um, you know, and, and the village burning and all that stuff. And it, it almost like keeps you in that town for quite a while. And you, yeah. I mean, well, you a go lot, back to it a lot happens there, right? A lot that yeah. kind of sets up the. And that creepy game. ass mansion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I don't know. I've always loved that, that area. Maybe that's because where we. Where you get Vincent and all that. Uh, what if they just pull a full Silent Hill and they just go full survival horror atmosphere in that you mansion? You mean like uh, Final Fantasy fifteen Chapter Thirteen? Yes. Oh my God, that, but, that came out of nowhere. But yeah, but you know, better hopefully, less monotonous. But yeah, that was my thing. I was like, I don't, I still don't know if it's gonna. If it's going to open up or if it's just going to be. Yeah, I mean, so this... it looked huge, right? But that means absolutely nothing because it's just like background uh, renders or whatever. Yeah, we were still getting more of a, I guess you would call it a narrative preview than we were a mechanical preview. 
so yeah i mean it just it all it did was just like make me give me more questions right <laughs> yeah but it was nice to at least see that it exists and see that it has a form already you know they're going to be walking through these areas that we've seen before that's the thing they i would say elaborated on midgar so much that yeah most of that was a lot of it was seeing things that we've been looking at these painted backgrounds that we've been looking at since we were younger but a lot of it was embellishment of you know that old town that dusty rickety towns like that that wasn't really nostalgic for me that was new it had the flavor of of you know the original game but a lot of that was just newly constructed because they had to make midgar bigger um but this looked a lot like they were just treading familiar territory which is good to see yeah of course and i would assume yeah it's gonna be i mean hopefully it's just more of the final page 7 remake on like a grander scale yeah i really do want to see like that open world sort of thing i really hope we're not just going from like set piece to set piece right something like that um well, we finally got confirmation that it's going to be a three-parter because I was worried for a while that they weren't going to try to... I'm, I'm still weary about three parts, but I was worried they weren't going to try to do this game in three parts. Well, what would they have done? Split it into even more? It's, it's Square Enix. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mix yeah. a spinoff in there, which they're doing spinoffs already. So, I mean... Yeah, I was going to say, well, they say three parts, but, you know, you could have part two and then, you know... Two to three extra expansions that tell different little stories that you kind of want to know. Right, monetization at its finest. Yeah, <laughs> um, I guess that's a a good time to bring up Ever Crisis, which I didn't know was a thing, and I feel like I should have known it was a thing. Um, uh, did you see the trailer for this? It's very confusing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, well, so it's an iOS Android game, but it looks to be a much more faithful remake of seven. Like it's actually, it's, you can see from the trailer, but essentially you're seeing the same scenes where you have these um, kind of deformed shrunk down versions oh, of the characters. Yeah, okay. I would like to, but, the but it's, right? yeah, 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 exactly. But it's redone. And then you get into the battle system and everything is a lot more hyper-realistic. And, and I guess there it's like, they're going to be using, the visual you know the engine from seven remake for the battles but then outside of the battles you're walking around in those old chibi um you know character models and everything right it's it's all i um still backgrounds and you're you know you're traveling through them well i absolutely hate the idea of that being on phones because that's just not that's just i just i don't like phone games right but, but that uh, can't, can't just stay there. Yeah, I worry that if it's a phone game, like, what are they going to do with it? <laughs> no, I mean, they'll probably just do what they've done with everything else. Eventually, they'll make a bad port to PC. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that being said, like, that's actually a fantastic idea just to remake, like, an old game like Final Fantasy VII because the, the, these type of, like, character models aren't, don't feel far off from what it originally was, right? Right. Uh, virtually the same. Uh, just the better graphics. So, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Uh, I can dig it. 
Yeah, and you know, if I have to get, if I have to wait for a port or I have to get some type of like controller apparatus to play it on my phone, whatever, I wouldn't mind playing a more faithful remake. Well, and you know, there is, there's what you can get the, and the Google Play service Mm -hmm. on your computer. That's true. Various different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. I think it'll, it'll branch out a little bit. Um, I am excited about, the them remaking crisis core just because yeah. like i mean i played the game briefly it's not that it seemed um i didn't really get into it to really comment i guess on if it's a good game or not but just being able to see that side uh of the story is it's great right we could like we can finally see it because the psp was inaccessible you know <laughs> I think they want that because Rebirth is clearly going to involve Zack whether he comes back. Like yeah. he's not he's not actually dead this time around because of, of right. spoiler alert. Sorry everyone. The changes to um, you know, the the timeline. So yeah, I guess they're trying to reintroduce like, hey, Zack's important. You should play yeah. this game. Like very um, important, right? Then and then it seems like you get all meta with like Aerith someone yeah playing to Aerith that she's was supposed to be dead <laughs> does zach know that i it's, so is it in like with the the voice dialogue i think that's like zach telling her that it's like what the are, oh what, yeah yeah yeah. he's he's kind of like yeah yeah it was like well you're supposed to be dead too bud i don't i don't know <laughs> what's going on here now Zach and Aerith can get together, and then Cloud and Tifa, the original pairing, because I'm really worried that they're going to ruin that. Cloud and Tifa are supposed to be together in my canon. That's just yeah. I always had conflicting feelings. It totally makes sense why they killed Aerith just for that. I picked her every time on the Golden Saucer. I always picked Tifa. Of course, I've been in love with Tifa since I was a child. But really, I like picking Aerith, knowing that she was gonna <laughs> give her, her away. Yeah. It's it's like the dog that you're. You're giving a steak too before they go get put down. Except for the steak here is cloud. Don't worry, Aerith. Just look at it. Just look at it. I don't know. I feel like cloud's more of a gristly steak. He's that's a, no. That's no fillet. No. 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 He's 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 like a battle hardened sirloin. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say ribeye, but nah. No, that's like Barrett. Barrett's that's Barrett. Barrett's a real <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick pause and assign a stake to every single Final Fantasy VII character. Yeah, this is important. This is very important. Wait, um, so what's, who's the, what is Vincent then? Vincent should... is um, the bone from a T-bone. Which is that... the bone? <laughs> yes, that's just, you know, hiding in the corner. Really? Because I would say, say a ham steak, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. It looks good, but then once you really get into it, you're like, "This something's wrong with this. <laughs> something's really, really wrong. This, this is a mistake." <laughs> um. But yeah. So I did something after this announcement. I went and downloaded the ROM to, um, Crisis Core just because I. That's a blind spot I have. I'd never played it, and so I got it on my little Retroid Pocket too. And I checked it out, and. Of course, it like most PSP games, in my opinion, it feels awkward to play. Um, that was always my issue with PSP. It was just like, this is almost 
a, you know, something that I'm interested in, but something here is, is feeling very stiff and uh, the combat system is, I can kind of see how they use that to develop parts of the remake. Yeah. Um, it's a little more action oriented, but it's also a little more turn-based. It, it kind of reminds me of how Kingdom Hearts does those those action commands in their handheld games where it's like you you almost like burn um, an attack or a magic use or whatever. And I, I always find that a little awkward. I think this is definitely in need of a, a remake that brings it up to modern standards. Yeah, but are they planning to do that or are they planning to just... I think they're going to use the engine, the Final Fantasy remake engine, and just completely... Remake Crisis Core out of that. Wow, now I'm down for that. So yeah, I don't think it's just a remaster. I, I feel like they would just, you know. We will see. Interesting talking about Final Fantasy on this podcast. We never do that. No, never. Well, we never get the chance, you know. You want to talk about Resident Evil? <laughs> sure. Because that had a bunch of announcements too. Yeah. Um, two and three remake, final and seven. Got their little um, next gen upgrades on everything, so I've actually been playing two and three a lot this week. I went through three again, and now I'm going through two for a second time. I, I mean, two was great, right? Mm-hmm. I actually never, I haven't played three. Three is also great. Um, a lot of people kind of shit on it a little bit because of the length, but going back, that game has a lot of replayability. Um, I mean, every Resident Evil has replayability. You run through the areas, you see how efficient you can be. And in three, you unlock new weapons and stuff for like your next playthrough. So every time you beat the game, you're getting more credits to unlock like essentially cheats. And since it's a little more action oriented than two, it, you know, I think it ups the fun factor. But yeah, two, I think is a better game just as a, return to survival horror that it was it was incredible both of those were pretty faithful to the resource to the to the 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 originals right so i think that's just a product of resident evil 2 versus resident evil 3 yeah they had more to work with yeah just a better game right you know maybe not even a better game but i mean three just is what it is three's this it's got a lot of two in it but it's a lot more focused on running from and fighting nemesis i mean you're just constantly going back through fights with nemesis and he comes back you know deformed more deformed and powerful and eventually just becomes this giant room spanning sludge monster and yeah it just that that game just ups the ridiculous every chance it gets which i appreciate personally like there's camp in there there's ridiculousness in there and um while two is just a really good survival horror game terrifying oh my god first time i played that i was just like are you serious yeah i I hate i like literally hate when uh (laughs) mr x (laughs) yeah comes after you it's it's awful i didn't know i i had never and to this day i have still never beaten the original two or three um, and at this point, I can't yeah, like it's maybe. just it, it'd be more of a chore to go back to that than it would be worth. Um, so I didn't know about that. <laughs> Walked into a room and all of a sudden this giant gray overcoated man just like walks through. I'm like, what the fuck? 
No. Like, would it be would it be worse if it like ran or like? You I know, don't know. This jog or is it the menacing walk that really gets you? You know. <laughs> what would be better is if there was something programmed in that AI to start brisk jogging after like two hours in the game. Oh my god! The second you think you have it figured out, it's just like, do do. Oh no! It's like the uh, with the 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 redhead zombies or whatever in in Resident Evil One. Crimson heads. Yeah, crimson heads. That's what it is. Oh my god! And there's there's one particular anybody who's played the game that I've talked about. There's one particular zombie in in the beginning of the game, and you walk past this corpse like a million times, Mm -hmm. right? And then eventually, you just walk past it. It gets up quicker than anything you've seen in the game to this point and just starts sprinting towards you. Yeah. It's the worst thing ever. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's that's the stuff that they lost, I think, after 4. And then they got back whenever 7 came out. Like, 7 changed and brought them back to form with, you know, how do you make a Resident Evil game? Like, how do you actually make one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, and that game was fantastic. And that game was absolutely terrifying. And I, uh, I love, actually, like, now that you mentioned it, you know, it's kind of the same sort of concepts. You notice in that game, it's, there nothing ever really comes behind you. Like, ever. It's always in front. Like, unless yeah. you deliberately run past it, right? But, you know, you kind of see it. Like, it's there. They'll um, do the atmospheric thing where you'll hear something. But then, yeah, there's always this in your face suddenly and it makes you want to literally die it's it's, it's too yeah. much but it's never the i turn around and there's something right behind me sort of thing or at least right. that never really happened to me until like the very last area when you're in like those tunnels there yeah. there's one specific time where something deliberately come, and they they did just like they did in resident evil one with the fucking bastard crimson head. They made you think that you were safe. And nothing was ever really going to come behind you. They and then they you, put yeah. something fucking behind you. They lull you in that false sense of security. And yeah. Boom. Like, okay. Right? Yeah. And then you're just going down a random tunnel. You hear something. You turn around. And one of those creepy ass things are right in your face. And it's still better than what I think, you know, because... I would say, especially in something like Steam, the horror genre is saturated with those dime a dozen, you know, like jump scares. Games. Yeah, jump scares. Yeah. And it's always, you know, oh, something popped out at me. I turned around and the door that I walked through is no longer there. Or, you know, yeah. So some doll is on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's all that stuff. But like Resident Evil still manages to like be creative in how they freak you out yeah well they you know i mean it's ambiance a lot of the times like throughout the games and stuff like that and then um i i get it, it you know i really think it's the walking it's 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 the confident walk that things uh have as they're trying to eat you but yeah because um, you have other zombie games like days gone or um the last of us there's definitely a speed to most things, but Resident Evil does that thing where a, a majority of the enemies are going to 
shamble or like, you know, slowly walk toward you and, and give you time to plan out, okay, how am I going to attack? What body part am I going to kind of shoot? More like give you time to freak out. Or give you time to freak out or fucking run, you know, just like, oh, I don't have the resources to deal with this. I need to leave. Yeah. Um, that's still a Resident Evil thing to me. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, let's throw a liquor at you or a dog that you have to react in a split second and aim this, this, you know, it's like, Oh, do I switch to my shotgun now? Because I'm way less likely to get my throat ripped out from this fucking Doberman that's charging through the woods. Yeah. Zombie Doberman. Zombie Doberman. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I really think it's, it's like, I don't know what's in the mind of the developers, but you see a sense of like, you know, psychology in the, yeah. they're really trying to mess with you in different, different ways. Just so you know, I, the first time I ran into this instance with the thing coming behind you in Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, in <laughs> Resident Evil 7, yeah, uh, I, I screamed like a little girl. You're going to be uh, walking to that mansion in Final Fantasy 7 and you're just going to hear Lucrezia. <laughs> From behind you, and then you can turn the door that you walk through. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be, be it's, <laughs> the door's gonna be gone. <laughs> ah! This is a hot topic. Is Depeche Mode playing in the background? God, I hope so. Oh, it better be. I guess the other Resident Evil things, uh, Resident Evil 8 DLC is dropping October, which I'm super excited about because that game is endlessly replayable and. I think, I don't know, I just wanted more of it. I, I had no problem playing through the story, but just getting additional episodes would be fun. I don't, did you ever play 8? No. Oh my god. I own it. <laughs> that but is an amazing four spiritual successor. I mean, they just, they really made another four. And I, like, I, could, I could just play through that game over and over and over again. And now they're putting a third person mode in it with the DLC. Really? Yeah, so you could just straight up play that game third person style. Do we want that though? It's optional. I mean, yeah, it is optional. I, I like I like I like the direction of the first person view. It definitely brought back so much of the horror aspect of it all, right? Yeah, and I would say 8 is far less horror atmospheric horror than 7, but there are there are moments. There are for sure moments. But that's that's an action game more than anything. And but they do it well. Like four is an action game, but it doesn't lose the Resident Evilness. It's not five and six. How those were just well, five is pretty good co-op, but six is just a, a really boring cover shooter action game. It's it's garbage. Um, but eight still has that Resident Evil flair to it. It's just it's less atmospheric. But they there are moments. There's like play the game but there's like the second big area you go to is just some of the most harrowing shit <laughs> it it it's pulled straight out of seven basically but it's a super creative part um but yeah i, I think that'll be cool and of course the big reveal sort of it didn't really show much but resident Evil 4 remake is real and it's coming in march Everything they've announced, I, I don't know why. Like, a lot of these things have been in development for a long time, but I don't expect them to be, like, so soon. Like, next year, you know? And I guess just because everybody's kind of just learned to, hey, we got to keep this stuff under wraps. 
there's been so many examples of we we talk about a game like three years before it ever comes out and people start to get pissed off. And maybe it doesn't feel as long because we don't want that much anymore. It's yeah. we're we're so used to being overloaded with game releases that it's just like, oh god, a fucking break. Like, yeah, but it, just, everything's coming out next year. It's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, like, yeah it's going to be a storm in, in March. Everything's March, I feel like. We're yeah. back to releasing everything in March. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Matt. But yeah, we'll be playing that. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't think that 4 needs to be remade, but I've been playing that game for a very long time and consistently and i can say it as much as i find it's it's held up i'm you know i want the resident evil 2 and 3 treatment on that took a bad time to grab a bite to eat oh <laughs> <laughs> we can edit this out no no this is the asmr portion of her is it crunchy no maybe uh, chew and let me see it if i can, can guess be. what it is <laughs> When's the last time you played Resident Evil 4? I'm curious. Uh, when did it first come out? Fuck. <laughs> 2002? I, I can safely say I beat the game like three times. And then I just haven't had any sort 2005. of... Want to touch it ever since. Like, you know, it was great. It is it you know especially at the time it was groundbreaking. It was mm-hmm. a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, fantastic game. Don't really care to go back to it. Really, even with the yeah. remake or just no. The... When, yeah, when the remake comes out, I'll definitely play it again. I don't know. There's no like nostalgia pulling me to it. Okay, you know which yeah. which is weird. I mean, like I definitely played it. I would say you uh, when it first came out as much as everybody else did, right? Mm-hmm. But. I feel like I did everything that there was to be done. I conquered I, it. I find myself just wanting to challenge myself and see how well I remember everything. See if I can get. I, for some reason, that's one of those games that I never mind picking up. I know it front and back, and going through it really efficiently is almost therapeutic to me. It's like if I'm if I don't want to think too hard, I can just go through Resident Evil Four again. Very similar to Ocarina uh, of Time or, you know, Kingdom Hearts 1 or something. I feel like that's like Metal Gear Solid for me. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2, right? I've played those games so much. And I I mean, Metal Gear Solid 1 is not that long of a game. You can beat it in like three hours. And yeah, I love to just sometimes pick that game up, just run through it. Yeah. I I think, um, you know, it was a couple years ago I went through 2 and 3. 3 is a much more... Is a much heavier uh, ask, but two, two is like watching a a long movie. Yeah, absolutely. Fish and mailed. (laughs) Fish and mailed. (laughs) Unplug the console right in. Um, I will say with Resident Evil Four, I I I want to see how they adjust the content part of it, like the the dialogue and everything, because. You know, as much as I go through it and as much as I love it, that is a campy ass game and it's very silly. I mean, but also in a good way. So I don't want them to change too much because the one liners are hysterical. Yeah. Um, but there are some lines in there you're just like, 
Okay, yeah, maybe we can we can change that a little bit. That... I th- I think we could change a good bit, right? But should they? You know, I mean, I I do think they adjusted the writing for two and three, but that's also, I mean, you're talking about some dated shit with those PS1 versions. And if I don't hear Leon say Osorowego, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put the game down and walk away. Uh, uh, Leon's canceled. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I just want to hear humans live doesn't compare to insects lives. <laughs> it's like those lines from just like, okay. oh my God. You know what, Leon, why don't you go sit down over there? Or anything what your name says. Ashley? Ashley? Yeah. Leon! I thought it was Ashley, but I couldn't remember. Oh my god. Can't Flashbacks wait. to that. <laughs> it's it's going to be so much fun. Oh, damn, that game's good. Well, um, let's keep the remake talk going. I, uh, I put a couple of questions down that I thought we could get into. So I want to know, Matthew, we've named a couple here too, but what is your favorite or a couple of your favorite remakes to date? Uh, I'm sure that there's something in my mind here. Uh, the Twin Snakes remake of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, oh, sh- yeah, fantastic, actually. That was a great remake. Thanks. That's it. <laughs> Except for, you know, I had like, what, like five different copies of that game? All on different systems? A little ridiculous. Oh, of Metal Gear Solid 1? Well, just different Metal Gear Solids, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, you know. Matt is looking at his shelf right now. Yeah, I was I was looking at my shelf. There's there's a lot. There's a few. The Twin Snakes one. I I looked that up a couple years back, and I, just because I'm like I want to own this on GameCube, pff, that thing is expensive. It should be on my shelf. If I go looking, it's not on my shelf. I'm gonna cry. So I'm gonna stop looking. I know you have it. I I'm pretty sure you do. Um, yeah. I played I yours orig- originally, and yeah, and I went to go look, and I'm like, oh. This person on eBay wants $150 for this GameCube copy of Resident Evil. I mean, Resident Evil. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah, Resident Evil. I mean, funnily, I mean, Metal Gear Solid. We are collapsing in on our own topic like a dying star. That was actually, like, for the time period, that's crazy. That was such a good remake when you think about it. And they really updated the graphics on that one. Well, I, I that think was a complete remake when you think about it. Like, it, it was, yeah, no, that yeah. was definitely from the ground. I mean, they add, they added so much to it, and what they they used two mostly, right? To just like it was after two that came out, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I mean, because yeah. two, I I don't know if you remember, but like that was groundbreaking for the PlayStation Two. I mean, like you that came out right when Grand Theft Auto Three came out, and. That game still holds up so well visually. Everything looks so clean and just high tech and is, is so realized, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I actually have it, which I was been thinking about that a lot lately because I feel like there was such a good game. But uh, four um, that doesn't get talked about that much because well, they never got game. it off of PlayStation three. The yeah, game just yeah. has just been sleeping on PlayStation three. They need to put that on something, right? They just took it off of that uh, streaming service on PlayStation 4. That was where it was available. You could stream it with PlayStation Now 
And I think with this new, the new tiers they came out with, they took it off. That's. It, it might be rights. I don't know. Konami's always being bitches Konami. about yeah. it. Of course. Like, please just put that on PC. Um, um, but so yeah, you, that the graphics on that game when it was first came out, it was like, what? What are we even looking at? Like, this is great. Yeah. Like, this is the future. All, the the amount of detail in that game, just on the tanker alone, when you're running around, you can shoot a bucket over and it it drops ice cubes everywhere, and then you come back later and the ice cubes have have started to melt. <laughs> yeah. Those types of things. That, that's Kojima brain working overtime. I don't. Know, I, I feel like a lot there are there are groups of people that don't like that remake and just prefer the original, but I think it's I don't know, just from a quality of life, I'd rather go play that one than go through the PlayStation. I mean I can go through the PlayStation one version too. It's like well yeah, I mean it's the same thing. You know, it was just it just redid the game with better graphics. So there's nothing well, you know, and obviously first person aiming, right? Yeah, which yeah, oh no. <laughs> Why would you make my life easier? <laughs> yeah. Uh so it, 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 it like an awesome example on how to remake a game and add a little bit, right? Mhm. Update it without changing it. I'm going to go with something a little cuz we we've, we've talked about a few of mine Tony Hawk is definitely one of them, but I'm going to go with one of the first times I really super appreciated a full remake. And that was Pokemon soul silver for DS. I mean, silver was already one of my favorites and definitely my favorite Pokemon game. When they released it on DS, like not only did the visuals get updated, they added all of these, um, these quality of life changes with the game in general. And then the DS brought all these functional um, qualities too. Like you could do uh, all these things with the touchscreen. Um, there was a bunch of different uh, interactions you could have with the Pokemon and stuff. It was kind of the first instance of, you know how those later Pokemon games would have more interactivity with the Pokemon and you could do all that, all those like little mini game things that I feel like that started in soul silver personally. And that's when they, that was like the big step up, I would say. It definitely put like a lot, right? Almost, I guess, a lot of probably a lot of ideas they had for the for the next the next uh, generation. Yeah, I'm trying to think of their exact word there. Uh, they, but they, you know, they probably just decided to bring all that into Soul Silver. I also mm-hmm. liked, you know, uh, Leaf Green and Fire Red. Those were great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I guess that was the remake before Soul Silver came out. Yeah. Um, that was on Game Boy Advance, but those those are good. Yeah, I never really yeah. played Silver so much back in the day, but I played a lot of Soul Silver. I mean, it was just so it was so much easier to get your hands on. I mean, going back to Gen One and Two on Game Boy and Game Boy Color, it just or I don't even think that was Game Boy Color. Uh, I think that was just the original Game Boy. Yeah, it. They've been made obsolete at this point, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> mean, playing... it wasn't in color. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like playing Fire Red and Leaf Green, where you can like, you know, you can see the the different details and the additional, um, like I said, quality of life improvements that they made, you know, 
it just kind of made those versions obsolete. Yeah. And that, that, that's what really makes a remake. I feel like Resident Evil 2 and 3 kind of made those PlayStation 1 versions obsolete a little bit. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, obviously, there's some people that will really disagree with us there. But uh, I don't know. Some people are just purists. But I guess what's important is like if it's faithful enough to still capture that original magic. But yeah. it's got enough quality of life improvements. And I guess that brings me to my next question is, do you prefer when a remake is fully faithful, just tries to follow the original skeleton as much as possible or if it changes things up and i guess a good example would be final fantasy 7 you know changed a lot it's the it's a it's a completely different game pretty much yeah yeah so conflicting feelings right because okay let's like final fantasy 7 remake when i beat that i really just wanted to play more like i i wanted to play that sequence out of midgard mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to just keep running through it, and that kind of sucked almost <laughs> to yeah. not to not have that. And then there's the idea that uh, you know it is so different, and what it's it's Nomura that's doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really want it to be a complete, total, convoluted mess. Uh, <laughs> you know, with uh, it obviously, I enjoy all of his games to date. So I think a lot of his ideas are absolutely wonderful, but at the same time, his lack of exposition aggravates the crap out of me. Or his vague exposition where it's like, you're not sure of his exposition because what he just said requires knowledge of something else, or you might understand it later. And yeah, he, he does that vague I think I think Nomura's biggest problem is that he needs everything to logically make sense, and so he'll go and try to over-explain something later on, or like find a reason that this is like this, and it winds up just getting. Really, or he like, almost likes to kind of bring it all together in the end to some like big overload or century overload of of information yeah. on how yeah everything makes sense now. It's kind of yeah. like. Well, if you would have just taken like a second to explain that when it happened, that moment would have been much better to me. Or sometimes just let shit happen because it happened. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. a big example of that for me is is Kingdom Hearts is like Xehanort problem, where Xehanort sometimes should just be like waved off as this omniscient being, and just like you know what, fucking Xehanort's really smart and he figured it out. But yeah. no, you have to. You have to tie it. It's like, no, he actually traveled from his younger self in the past. And he gathered versions of himself through the future as he traveled. It's like, you know what? We didn't need that. Can can we go to Toy Story? Um, oh, man. Right. But, I mean, I guess that's kind of like really going off topic. No, um, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, According to him, where were we? I I don't know anymore. All right. Uh, <laughs> Do you like a faithful remake? Organization thirteen. <laughs> oh no, 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 Matt, no, come back. <laughs> it can't. Oh Jesus. 
Uh, if you list every organization 13 member right now, I will drive to your house and give you a butterscotch. I don't even know what all their names are. I do. I can't remember. It's, it's too much for me. Uh, Just remember they all have X's in there. Because an X is how you keep track of someone in the realm of... Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. It all makes so much sense now. Hey, you're welcome. Except for it, it doesn't. I'm teaching a class. It's great to you. You could there should be like a yeah, <laughs> like a class at the learning annex or something. If we have King, one, of them. Kingdom Hearts, a retrospective. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of just seeing more, um, and getting new information on something that I love so much, especially mm-hmm. as like a, a a kid or a teenager. Um, so. There's always going to be a part of me that just wants that once more. I I think the best thing to do there is stay faithful to the source material, but then just just add some more stuff, add some more fights or something, right? You know, add yeah. just some more like weapons or whatever doesn't matter. Just add like a little bit more content that I can enjoy and and just improve my experience. Um, and then, like, quality of life stuff, right? Like, first-person aiming and Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Yeah, I, de- I definitely... I like the things are, are still in their proper place. Because, I mean, there's that fear with Final Fantasy VII of, like, what... But it's like, um, with Final Fantasy VII, it's like, there's this fear we have of, you know, what is going to be missing from... And we were talking about that earlier. It's like, what's going to be missing from this Part 2? What's going to be missing from this Part 3? And the whole point of a remake for the most part, is we want to bring back that stuff in a, in a new and, and modern visualization. Yeah. But we don't want to lose what we originally loved. Yeah, I, maybe that's just the whole problem to me. Like, I don't, I don't want them, I don't want anything taken away. Eh? But at the same time, <laughs> you know, if we go and, like, blow up the Wutai village... I kind of want to see what that looks like. I don't know. Well, <laughs> and if Sephiroth goes back in time from this like younger self and then gathers different versions of himself um, and creates an organization. To have sex with himself. I mean. Go on. I'm listening. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's okay that we have this ever crisis thing if that actually is a it turns out to be a, a real game and not some monetization scheme. Um, then yeah, my thing is like you know go crazy with rebirth. Just make sure we always have a a, a lifeline we can get back to to where this is still Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and like it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. For, At the end for of the day, this is Final Fantasy VII. It's not some new game you're making. Yeah, we're not um, reimagining. I mean, it is a reimagining, I guess, but yeah. keep it, keep it contained. I think, I think stuff like that gives it a longevity. I, I would, I was gonna say, and it also, my whole thing was, I don't want the original to be obsolete for something like that. Um, that Final Fantasy VII is just an example of something like I still want that original to be sacred, um, and I'm always going to look at it that way. That could be that could be one of the reasons why 
they decide to go in the direction that they're going. Yeah, how do you really? Yeah, it is. Like, honestly, how do you reimagine Ocarina of Time? Just to just to look at a different masterpiece, I would say. Right. You know, can you really strip that game of like, can you make that game obsolete? I don't know. I don't really know either, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, you you can completely redo, you know, Hyrule and all that. That's do you there. do you want yeah. to? <laughs> yeah, you know, what you could, but yeah, it'll just make it unnecessarily large. And... Yeah, and then does it still capture the <clears throat> the original essence of that N sixty four game? You know, which has right. been that was technically remade for three DS, which was well, another I mean, great remake. Um. Still the best way to play that game, in my opinion, with the motion controls, which is not something I usually ever say. Those aiming controls in that 64 version are harsh. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's an interesting question. It's just like, you know, I think it changes between uh, between games like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You can't really change the foundation of that game. No, right. No, you can't. <laughs> like at that all. was the whole. That was the whole point. That's what everybody wanted. This does the skating feel like Tony Hawk? <laughs> yeah, I guess really. You know, for, for the most part, there has been no instance of anything like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, Not that I can think of. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, maybe there's something, but nothing that I can think of. So it's completely uncharted territory. I, I feel like if you are going to do it, that is probably the like one of the cooler and best ways I think to do it, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, uh, you know, an alternate timeline sort of thing. And then there's entities that are trying to like, get you back on track to not completely screw everything up. Like create these conundrums or, or these, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think, I think that's maybe because final fantasy seven is one of those things that, is just so understood throughout the gaming zeitgeist. It's it's you can't do that every game because then people are like, I, I don't know, like what's different? <laughs> this yeah. is not which is, but everybody, I mean, not everybody, but so many people know that story. It's so ingrained right. that you can play around with it, and people will be like, Oh, I see what's different. Yeah, <laughs> you mean Aerith might not die? What? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so you're right. It's pretty unique with that. That Zach get that guy's not dead. Why do you look like Cloud, but hotter, but hotter and goofier? Yeah, that's who's gonna. That's what's gonna happen. Zach's gonna make Cloud obsolete because he actually has a personality. I mean, I hope not, right? Because <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I love Cloud. Leave me alone, damn it. <laughs> I love Cloud too, but that's also our our teen angst. Coming out, yeah. um, which is also why we love Vincent so much. God, damn it. even though he's useless, he's so useless. It's really bad. Like, All those people are like, "No, you need Kate Sith in your party." It's like he's a, he's a fucking yeah. But I don't like this guy. He he's sucks. a snitch. He is a snitch. All right. Um, last part of our little remake chat. What is one game that? you don't know of is that's being remade that you really want to see remade. Just if you had to pick something out of legend of the dragoon. Okay. All right. You had that one locked and loaded. 
Yep. What do you want that to look like? Legend of the Dragoon. Okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like, you know, update graphics to maybe an actual, like, overworld sort of thing. Uh, because it was just more like, click on the next point in the map. Uh, mm-hmm. Which it, it seems super weird now. I don't know. I don't know why I like that game so much. I really just need to play. I mean, I think I talked about it before. I would like to maybe just see a port so I can just play the game again without busting out my my backwards compatible PS3. Uh, so like going through it in a more comfortable format. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I realize I can emulate it. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe <clears throat> I might want to just do that one of these days. Uh, if if people, I'm sure people have it. But they, and I'm not the only one. Like people talk, like people that play that game. If you bring it up, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. like I love that game so much." Uh it it was just good, and it was yeah. very extremely unique at the time. And the combat for like turn based combat, it's still the the only people uh, that I that I can think of really ever did like the the action button press sequence for your combos. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all flashy and really cool, kind of like a rhythm. Yeah. So well, like, format. Yeah. Whenever you attacked, you know, at any point in time, and you unlock different combos too. Right. Okay. Like, I remember. You, you I remember press now. Attack. Yeah. It goes up and like you know, the little square X symbol would kind of like show up on the screen. And you press it, and that yeah. would keep like your combos going, like, which was super cool. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, I guess Zeno, Zeno Gears. Did uh, did something like that, but there's been a few where like they took turn based and they kind of adjusted it to be a little more action oriented. So you would want Legend of the Dragon to come back fully turn based, like old school style, but with maybe a tweak to that combat system to expand it. I don't really know how they exactly would do it. It would almost seem probably like yeah, they would have to do a lot to like bring it to the forefront and change like the combat outside of turn-based you know because it would almost seem like cheesy i guess if you had like fully realized 3d models you know with modern graphics and action-based combat you would have to like redesign everybody i feel like but maybe not uh not that not that they would ever dump that much money into it but uh enough to at least you know update the graphics and port it to different systems would make me happy but if they were to do anything else, you know, yeah, I would like to see like a better like open world. But I guess you have to assume that they would also add updated cutscenes and and voice acting and all that stuff. I mean, that kind of comes with the territory of a JRPG now. Yeah, it was mostly like text based too, anyway. And then the cutscenes were great, but they had like a very bad. Anytime anybody, the, the only time I can ever remember when people would attack is to like call out their attacks or their combos. Oh, okay. Like I just remember the main chick saying whip smack, right? <laughs> but it was like very low res. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would, be, that would be kind of uncanny, I guess, because I mean that's the Final Fantasy VII effect. It was like, but but unlike Final Fantasy VII, Legend of the Dragoon hasn't been. Coming through like different forms of media over the years, so we haven't had a chance to get to know those characters through their voice actors and you yeah. know through through movies and and other appearances and cameos oh, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, so that you would know, be an interesting. It's, it's one. even hardly there. I mean, they could add whoever you know; it doesn't really matter. 
play um, with, yeah. So I, I guess that's where it would stretch a little bit more of the the modern creativity. I'm going to go back to the well again and the Tony Hawk well and say that I absolutely want an underground remake and it's never felt more far away with the people that I thought could actually do a good job with it being repurposed. Um, but yeah, I, I still love Tony Hawk underground. I mean, the underground engine underground two actually was, has been used. It's, it's even used now where they have like thug two on PC and like, that's what people use as like the, the ultimate, um, I guess catalog of tricks and, and mechanics. And so like, that's still super appreciated, but they're just not digging that back up to make like a fully realized Tony Hawk underground. And that's a game that's in desperate need of refresh as far as the writing and the voice acting and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's cheesy as hell, which I don't think a remake would be uncheesy, but maybe a little more modern, maybe a little less like jackass one, (laughs) you know, and a little more of just what you'd expect from a modern day skating game. Cause I mean, they're all the rage right now. They're doing, they're doing a lot of crowdfunded different things. Um, even if somebody did like a spiritual successor and it didn't have the Tony Hawk license, but they made like a skating underground game where you can create your character and you can go through a storyline and everything. I think I'd be satisfied with that. Uh, me too, because it wasn't even, it was something that just wasn't done before. Uh, just the idea of having your character and having a storyline behind, mm-hmm. you know, something like a skating game, you know, or, you know, later on they added that to a racing games and, and that was definitely the the first time you really ran into something like that. I'm super surprised that they didn't have that in the works, right? Because that would make more so much more sense to me than three and four. I mean, I said that earlier. Go figure. I mean, I think I think the main reason for that was like three. Most people think three is the peak of those early Tony Hawk games, right? And so they definitely wanted to get out that out the door, and you have to attach four just for the sake of padding out the game. Um, right. And I think they would have done a good job on it, but you know, maybe underground would have followed that. Um, but I don't know. I, we'll have to wait for another studio to be put on it or, or I just, I don't trust Activision Blizzard to repurpose them in the right way <laughs> where this gets done in the same way that they were able to do the, the one and two remake. Was it Activision who originally did to- Tony Hawk? Who, who owns the rights to all that? Ne- yeah, Neversoft was, I guess, the developer. Yeah, so Activision published it. Neversoft developed it. Um, so I don't, I don't know that Activision has ever lost the rights. Right. No, they probably own the rights to it. Yeah, and they had Vicarious Visions develop it, but then once they acquired Vicarious Visions, like last year that's when they were able to actually make the choice of moving because i think vicarious visions was still managing their own situation and just using them as a publisher right that's so, so garbage oh it's ridiculous i mean they've done a lot of shitty things and this doesn't even compare but <laughs> that was the one i was just like are you kidding me i want to say there was um there was rumors going around like a while ago that they were working on and which was just rumors 
but you know our speculation that they were working on a legend of the dragoon remake as well i'm pretty sure they're the company really yeah that was just rumors i don't think that was actually happening but if it was then activision blizzard would have ruined that too bastards it should just be a rule that no large publisher should should have access to i mean sadly they're all going to have the rights but to all these games but you know, you have EA handling the Dead Space thing, and they're the ones that ruined Dead Space in the first place. So, yeah, the fact that they're on it, they're the ones that ruined everything. Yes, between EA and Activision, they ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. Blue Point. Oh wait, Blue Point Games announced the Legend of the Dragon remake. Is that what it is? Is that actually happening? And Blue Point, they're the people that did. Um, the Demon Souls remake. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, is that? I don't know. Oh, oh, oh no! This is an April Fool's post. Ah, uh, that's what it is. <laughs> oh my god! I don't. I don't know whether to edit this out or leave it. In. I don't know either. It's, it's well. <laughs> Well, there's uh, a petition on change.org, so you can go get it. I'm once again dead inside. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no. That was so messed up. And Blue Point, that was such a good studio to put on that. Uh, <laughs> that was maybe, like, it made so that, much sense. Yeah, there was like the rumor that they were doing it for a while. So You're not alone. There are 6,600 people that feel just like you. I need yeah. you to know that. Yeah. On, on change.org. All right, I'm going to go join change.org because that's totally never changed anything. Right. Well, with that, I think we can call this an episode. Definitely going to title this around something remake-oriented because that's all we talked about. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you did enjoy it, go ahead and look us up on patreon.com slash thenerdinggrounds. Um, You can follow us on social media, the same titles, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you all for listening, and we hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Bye.